0: Welcome to The Dr. Dionne Show, where real conversations about diversity matter. I'm an educator and consultant specializing in diversity and inclusion. In this show, I interview top experts and people like you and me, highlighting issues like race, gender, and disability. I'm here to create change, expand your understanding of what diversity means, and to continue the mission toward equality so that everyone has a fair shake. This show is not for the faint of heart, so put on your big girl and big boy pants and ride along. Hello and welcome to the Dr. Dion Show. I, once again, I'm interviewing a very strong, powerhouse, successful woman. Love these interviews. Her name is Miss Joyce Bone. She is the owner of Anxiety Free Selling School. We're going to talk about that for sure. She's also a speaker and a business coach. Welcome, Joyce. Hi, thanks for having me, Deanna. I appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. I'm so happy you came on today. Uh, so so let's let's give, give me a little, uh, in, in two sentences, who are you? Two sentences. It might be clear. <laughs> no question. Uh, I've
1: done a lot of different things, but uh, two sentences. I'm an entrepreneur that helps other entrepreneurs scale their businesses, basically.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, my background's in the environmental field, where and I've grown several businesses uh, from zero into the multi-millions, including my own business, EarthCare, yes. which grew 125 million. Mm. Uh, so, and I've been able to get into some doors like Walmart and other large names that most people from being an outsider can't get in. And I attribute that to my sales skills. I love that. So let's, can we talk about, can we talk about EarthCare? How did that come about? Sure. I started earth care when I was twenty eight years old. I was tired of being broke. <laughs> I'm sure, nobody else can, you know, uh align themselves with that one. But I was actually standing in a Walmart and in the cleaning supply aisle and I was keeping the budget for the family because we had gone from two incomes to one income when I became a stay-at-home mom. Huh. And so I realized as I was doing the, me- the mental math as I was going about my uh, shopping trip that I was going to be over budget for household supplies that month if I bought this extra bottle of Tide. And all of a sudden, you know, I look at my son, who was at 18 months at the time, kicking in the little cart. You know how cute babies are? Uh-huh. And I was looking at the Tide and I was looking at him and I was all of a sudden that bottle of Tide became every no I'd ever heard in my life growing up, which was uh, numerous, you know, I was always told money doesn't grow on trees, mm-hmm. so, um, you know, the rich get rich, the, the, the rich get richer, the poor get poor kind of thing. And so I just, I wanted to change that storyline, mm-hmm. so just became really determined in that moment. I thought, I'm not going to live my adult life the way I live my, my youth. Uh, but I saw that kind of rippling out based on where we were that day so I didn't want that to to be the effect right so I decided to start a business and that's where it all started earth care started was in that Walmart cleaning supply aisle in my head and then I went home I spent the next 10 to 12 days trying to come up with a business idea mm-hmm. and I, I I came up with some really bad ideas and <laughs> <laughs> And then I started thinking, um, but I was thinking big, I told myself, you know, I want a business that I can grow quickly that by the time I'm 30, I'll have a million dollars cash in the bank. Awesome. Not like not on paper, but in the bank. Yes. So, uh, that really helped refine down what I was going to start because I couldn't do little things. I couldn't start like a multi-level marketing business because you start, from, you know zero and you build slowly and typically so I knew I had to do something else and then I realized well what do I know and I started thinking about that and around that time I had lunch with my former boss and when I sat down at lunch with him and started talking about what I was doing it hit me like a ton of bricks I'm like I need to do what you did but in reverse he used to build businesses and then sell them off to big that companies that were consolidating in the industry so um that I basically became a national consolidator uh in the environmental field but instead of it being solid waste which had been already dominated by waste management and the BFIs of the world I decided to go into liquid waste <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> all things I know it's like really but uh hey awesome. the money's where wherever it's not sexy that's where the money is so uh, <laughs> I decided to do that, and uh, my, part, my boss be- ultimately became my partner after about six months of wow. putting together a business plan and pitching him on that. And so that was the start of it, and within 18 months, I had uh, raised $14 million and wow. the business to $50 million. And then at that point, we did what's called a reverse merger on NASDAQ and went public on Wall Street, and then continued to grow to 125 million.
0: That is incredible! Congratulations! I I love that! I love that so much. So so, I'm I'm listening to the story, and and I'm I'm gonna ask some questions because a large part uh, a large part members of my audience are actually women. (laughs) (laughs) Woohoo! Woohoo! Women. Who are entrepreneurs? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> who are entrepreneurs? And out of necessity, and also just there's something about having that 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 pregnant brain. Like after you have a child, it just it just it just creates that whole entrepreneurial spirit and ready. That's how my business started. I had my kids were my kids were two and four years old, and I said, you know what? I'm gonna just do this on my own. And I think it's because you know you want to be with your children, and it's a whole that's a whole other conversation. But so 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 I want to ask you. So you said. First of all, you're you're sick and tired of being poor, being broke, right? And then you said to yourself, "What do I know? How, what is that? What is a profound statement?" Because people kind of just dismiss what they know because it, it's them. They don't recognize that what you have and your experiential knowledge is actually very valuable. Mm-hmm. So, how did you make that? How did you make that leap? Did you did you um, talk to people about your ideas? You said you had multiple ideas and the, and they weren't all good. Who was your sounding board? What did you? What was your process?
1: Uh. You're going to laugh at my process. So I just, <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm like the every woman out there, right? Like, what do I do? Ah! You know, so uh, I sat down at the kitchen table with the same kid, you know, my baby, was sitting uh-huh. next to me, and we're looking at each other. And I got out a pad of paper and a pen, and I said, okay, I'm going to do this 10-day idea challenge. And every day, I'm going to write down three ideas to start That's a I'm not gonna edit myself. I'm just gonna write down whatever comes to mind and I'm gonna do three a day. So I did that and at the end of the 10 days, I had 30 like really bad ideas. Um, (laughs) And I just like after my little, you know, um, challenge to myself had passed and I looked at my list, I was like, that's when I said, this is not working. (laughs) That's when I said, Clearly, I'm not coming up with any good ideas. Like one of my best ones was I lived on a hill and I didn't like having to walk down the hill with my son uh-huh. to get the mail. So I was like, well, what if I invented a pneumatic tube that went from the front door down to the mailbox and the mailman could insert the mail and shoot it up and then uh-huh. he to the mailbox? So then I thought, well, I don't know anything about pneumatic tubes other than how <laughs> you the bank. And I really don't think that people are going to buy into that big time, <laughs> so, um, but that was literally my process and awesome. the thing that I, that was good about it, even though it was not successful was it put it in the front of my mind. Like I was constantly thinking, mm-hmm. what kind of business am I going to start? What kind of business am I going to start? And the biggest thing for uh moms you know that might be listening to this that want to start their business is to you know just know that it is possible and it's just a matter of not letting it go because i could have just as easily gotten in my car at walmart after i paid for my stuff i mean it wasn't like we were living in hand, hands of mouth and we were going to be out yep. on the street it was not that situation i had a stable you know husband and he had his income but I was seeing, because I had lived it, okay, well, if 15 extra dollars is a problem now, what about orthodontics? What about travel baseball? What about yeah. all these, you know, you know, Air Jordans? You know, it's like whatever expenses pop up, which we yeah. all know they are constantly. We're like ATM machine right here. For uh-huh. <laughs> so so um, I committed. And that was the biggest thing that I would like everybody to keep in mind mm you just have to commit to doing it right it's and act as if it is already happening for yourself like just love that. That energy that this is happening i'm moving towards it and that's how i kind of conducted myself from that moment in walmart moving forward
0: i love that i love what you did there's that you found something that was not happening and you took you took an opportunity and just kind of expanded on it and look and look what happened just amazing
1: yeah, I just took a business model that I knew worked in another yes. industry and just placed it in a different one, kind of, you know, like that Reese's Cup, you know, when peanut butter and chocolate
0: hit. That was uh-huh. true.
1: They work great together. So that's what I did with my business.
0: <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. What an inspiration. Congratulations.
1: Thank you. Thanks. My
0: pleasure. So what is anxiety-free selling?
1: Well, uh, since... I finished earth care and, uh, some time decades have gone by. Um, I'm now 50, so I've had a lot of life. (laughs) 28. And by the way, I did hit my goal. I'll tell you that. So, you know, from 30 to 50, uh, I've done a lot of deals since then. And I've noticed that my gift is selling and persuading. That's what my personal strength is. Mm -hmm. And I also noticed, um, I got my real estate license. I've been an investor since like two thousand and still you know have properties I'm active, so I thought, well i'm going to get my license and so uh, I went through a sales training specifically for real estate agents, and wow. I listened to the room and it was fascinating to listen to the psychology that was going on in that forum in that quorum and people were psyching themselves out and I thought, yeah. wow. That is fascinating. In what way? There's a, um, well, like for instance, this one gal, they were teaching us to call people on the phone. And they singled out one person to stand up and talk to. And she's like, "Mm, mm, mm, no, not going to call people on the phone. I hate it when people call me on the phone. I I can't stand it when people call me on the phone. I always hang up. I'm not calling people on the phone. Well, as a real estate agent, especially if you're new, and that's a big part of building your your book of business. You know, yes. over time you start getting referral business, but when you're new, you have to do things you're not comfortable with. That's right. So the guy kind of singled her out and said, "Well, have you ever thought that maybe some people love getting phone calls because nobody ever calls them, and they love talking to people that call them?" Consider mm-hmm. that. I thought, you yeah, know, that's a really good point. Uh, she was letting her beliefs get in the way of her success. Hmm. A belief is just a thought that we repeat to ourselves over and over again. So it doesn't make it, you know, God's honest truth, right? It's just something that we tell ourselves and we buy into it at some point. You can always change your attitude and your beliefs like on a dime. So that's what I, with anxiety-free selling school, what I'm going for. I want to teach people to get out of their head and, come from a place of service and also a place of calmness when they're they're selling. Because to me, selling is just the ultimate in coolness because it's so transparent. There's no other job that I can think of where everybody knows if you're doing good or if you're doing bad because it's in black and white. It's That's right numerical. Yes. So the, the person that you have to become to become a, someone who can persuade effectively and sell effectively, mm-hmm. really a personal transformation journey. So I love that. And I just think salespeople rock and I want to help as many <laughs> I love
0: that, I love that. And so, so part of that means you have to know who you are as a person.
1: Or discover, yeah, you, yeah, absolutely. And clarity is a big part of success because Yes, I started, when I left that Walmart that day, my, uh, you know, metaphorically speaking, my windshield was really muddy. Like I didn't know where I was going. Right. Like I didn't know what I was going to do. Then as I got deeper and deeper into it, it's like my windshield got cleaned off and I could see clearly. And so it's kind of like the difference between when you're unclear, it's like going down a country back road. But once you identify your goals and your objectives, it's like getting on the highway. So yeah. I mean, it's like that big of a difference. And I used to struggle so much with clarity until I realized it's not, I don't necessarily have to know exactly a, you know, a specific thing. I can go through the process like I did with earth care and just start using contrast as, help, as the identifier towards my clarity. Okay. So if we're in that situation with earth care, I set a seven-figure goal. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, when I set that goal, like I didn't know all the pieces, but I knew that piece. So I, I planted that piece in the ground, yes. and that became, you know, my totem. I started walking towards. So as a result, the contrast was, I can't do Mary Kay. I, you know, I can't do this. I can't do that. So I had to keep thinking, keep thinking, keep thinking. So. There's a number of ways to clarity. It's yes. not like you have to know it immediately.
0: Just and, set the intention. Let the, there you it. go. I was going to say that. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, 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 intent is, is such a huge thing that people don't realize how much it can just change your life. If you just change your intent mm-hmm. and you change your approach and, and you, you said the word commitment as well. Mm-hmm. And just and belief that, you know what, you're going down the right path. You may not have all the answers, but mm-hmm. in your heart of hearts, you do know that you're, you're moving in the right direction and things just, just they'd be just miraculously just open up for you if you just stay committed.
1: They do and don't like throw a lot of resistance out there because it if I had really thought through it, like okay, you can't buy that bottle of Todd for 15 bucks and now you're gonna go build a $125 million company. Are you insane? Yeah. Well probably but anyhow (laughs) I just walked one step at a time. I, I I don't know if it was my age Or what? But I just thought, well, I'll learn what I need to learn as I need to learn it. Like, I didn't psych myself out. I just took one step after another. And one of the things I had to do was um, raise uh, at one, like I raised $13 million at what's called a private placement memorandum. So I was Mm -hmm. talking to the people I had surrounded myself with and they're like, we need to do a PPM. And I was like, right on. (laughs) What's a PPM? Like I had no idea what that even was, but I just learned as I went. So yeah. I mean, it was a lot of um, anxiety producing opportunities for myself going mm-hmm. through that process because it was constant, like every day was a new challenge because everything was new every single day. And sure. it's like a muscle that if you just put yourself out there and just keep moving forward, you you know become like water in a river you know if it hits a rock it doesn't go whoa i'm stopping here
0: it just goes over it goes around it goes under absolutely that's how we have to be as business people i love that i love that and 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 as parents as well and and i find um i know in my in my head i was thinking you know what i just i just gave birth i made a life i brought a life into the world what what can i do that's amazing yes so I, can that is that. I can do something else as well i can i can i can put my, put my mind to it and just achieve and so i love that i love your success story for sure
1: thank
0: you Thanks. so that, so without revealing your contacts how did you get into walmart because i know there are a lot of people that have products that would love to get into retail um mainstream places how did you do that
1: well again you know everyone's like it's impossible so I, I changed that to, I'm um, possible. Yeah. So, so I just don't um, buy into that. There's always a way, again, the rock in the water story. Um, so I was working with another mompreneur. It was her business. I had come in as a consultant, um, as the president and chief marketing officer. Uh-huh. We were all wearing a lot of hats. So we sat down and we knew we wanted to get into a national retailer, did the research, Walmart had just had their shareholders meeting and they had gotten a lot of heat about everything being in China. They were trying to bring it back home. They did this big initiative, you know, where they're showing trucks driving down the road in America. So in their shareholders meeting, they said that they were interested in working with um, minority-owned businesses, Mm -hmm. all natural businesses, uh, what was it, Um, veterans, what was the other one? There was four of them, and we were three out of the four of them. And so, wow. I, well, there you go. I guess, Walmart, here we come. And so we submitted, we found somebody that worked, did work with them. Uh-huh. We talked him into putting our information in front of them. Mm-hmm. So especially with if you're going into retail products, you really have to figure out who can access. Because you can call until you're dead, and they're not going to call you back. I That's mean, right. It's rough. I remember I called this one place like forever. And then when we finally found the right guy to help open these doors, he just picked up the phone and was like, hey, Bill, I'm going to come see you on Tuesday. Yeah, okay, come on in. I was like, oh, my God. I called that guy 250 times. Yeah, I forget what the number was. But it uh-huh. goes to show you, you have to work your network. That's right. Especially in certain industries like that. So um, we really? have
0: yeah. I said relationships, for sure. Uh, Leveraging yeah. le- relationships.
1: Yes. And that's a whole nother, you know, conversation, yeah. um, which I thoroughly believe in. So we ended up getting an appointment. And this was for, uh, like, um, it was skincare products. And okay. so we go out there. You know, we just look like a couple of moms from Georgia. That's what they were expecting, I think. Uh-huh. You know, the mom, other mompreneur, she put together an amazing PowerPoint. And we went out there, you know, we practiced. And we went out there and we pitched. And we got picked up. And it was like a really, really, we got 16 products in there, ultimately. Wow. So for me, to go from standing in a Walmart, like, just downtrodden, going, Oh my God, here we go again. I'm broke. Ah. <laughs> so actually getting products into Walmart was just like a full circle moment. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. But I will tell you, they do not like pioneering new products. And when you get into a big national retailer, you better be ready. Because mm-hmm. it's truly like grabbing a tiger by the tail. You know, everybody has aspirations for that, but you really need to build your business um, well before you go after a national retailer, because one mistake can just kill you. I'm sure. I mean, it's it's not like a $5,000 mistake, it's a $500,000 mistake. That's
0: right, that's right.
1: Uh, And then the systems that you have to learn how to operate in, it's just not easy. And now, from what I understand, Walmart has gotten wise to Amazon, right? So now they make Mm -hmm. you prove that you sell online, before they'll ever let
0: you on your shelf. Okay, I love so, that.
1: So up your up your online game if
0: that's your goal. hmm That's that's great. So now, what would you say has been your greatest challenge as an entrepreneur, as a mompreneur? How, what, 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 what advice would you um, share with the listeners in terms of how to getting over um, hardship or, or 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 regret or even just rejection? What would you What would you say?
1: A bottle of bourbon? No, I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> I prefer a little Pinot Noir, but it's fine. yeah, I know That's what,
1: um, My husband's like, you're like a
0: longshoreman, like you know, you like your
1: coffee black, your liquor straight. So, <laughs> but I do, I do like Pinot too. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> um, so you know, I would have to say, I, I always felt like I could when things got hard I would outwork everybody like like my neighbor's like girl you he's like you put like 10 men to shame out there when I'm out in the yard it doesn't matter what I'm doing so I have learned as I've gotten older sometimes you just need to stop the momentum that's going on and go take a nap. I, I was like, I would never take a nap in a thousand years until like I finally learned, I just kind of hit threshold. Like there, it's not possible for someone to work any harder. So this isn't working. So let me try something new, right? And uh-huh. so then I just started kind of easing into things and I'm like, you know, time takes time and you can't force things and so do what you can in a day and don't beat yourself up and don't be you know superman or superwoman Yeah, you know work in 16 18 hour days you know ad nauseum because then you'll look up and you know your family's grown or your spouse is gone you know whatever i mean you don't want to destroy your life over work that's right it's just a piece of your life that's there to actually serve you right that's right um, so I would just say ease into it and understand that if you're starting your own business, it usually takes at least twice as long as you think it's going to take and costs two to three times what you budget for it. Yes. Uh, And be prepared for that. And don't be surprised if you get about to the 50% point and you go, what have I done? Get me out of this. Why did I do this in the first place? And then, you know, but by then you're so it's like you're all halfway through it. So then you got it. You're going to quit now? No, you're not going to quit. You're going to continue
0: marching to the finish line. I so, love that. I love that. That's great. And then, so what about um, your book? You're an author, and your book is entitled Millionaire Moms. The art
1: Millionaire Moms, The Art of Raising a Business and a Family at the Same Time. Mm. The why I wrote that was when I had EarthCare going, it was like right when the internet was really starting to build strong. Uh-huh. So, um I really didn't have any mentors or any female influence to help me. And I, when you talk about diversity, mm-hmm. I was the only woman in that industry. Oh, <laughs> I mean, it was, I wow. Yeah, I mean, it was like septic tank, porta potties, um, grease trap waste. Wow. I mean, was like as manly as it gets. And, and I, how
0: were you, you received?
1: With curiosity. Um, a lot lot of people, a lot of men laughed at me, like. (laughs) I bet they're they're laughing now with tears. (laughs) Oh yeah, I'm like, I'm going to laugh all the way to the bank. Exactly. Uh, So, and I would just use that as rocket fuel. I never let that stop me. But the actual business owners that I bought uh, their businesses, they just looked at me like, huh. Uh huh. Wow. Okay. So what do you know? I mean, I had them say what do you know about this industry? Like, why would I sell my business to you? You don't know anything about this industry. I'm like, you know what? And then I would switch it into a sales conversation. I would say, you're absolutely right. I don't, but that's not my role in this company. My role is to raise money and go out and buy companies. And I have a really big fat checkbook with many millions in it. So do you want to talk to me or not? And oh, by the way, if I do buy your company, you're going to sign an employee agreement and agree to stay for two years while we transition into a cohesive one. Wow! So you know, uh, and after that, yeah, you know, it became just a matter of due diligence and just going through the process of researching, making sure all everything lined up. So, and it only took like one or two, maybe three businesses, and then everybody in that industry knew who I was because. <laughs> you know, word got around, like, oh, there's this chick out by and So, um, but I've always, like, I never, it never bothered me. I don't know if it was because I was a tomboy growing up. I I was one of six and I was in between brothers. Uh I had an older brother, younger brother, and I was in between them. Mm -hmm. So I was always out in the woods and we'd have BB gun wars. And dart wars where, you know, you could hit each other with the darts, just don't hit the face, you know, that kind of stuff. So <laughs> yeah. I was always sporty. So I, and I was the only girl uh, on the soccer league when I was, I don't know, sixth grade. Like wow. it, it never bothered me to be with the boys. Mm-hmm. I've never, uh, I see that sometimes with women where they, they kind of kowtow uh-huh. men and their pay. And every time that I sensed a dis Discrepancy. One time, I had a job with my boss, who became my partner, and I realized he was paying the guy that he called a knucklehead twenty five hundred dollars more a year than me. Now, I was in my early twenties, and I walked. The guy left his paycheck laying on the desk. Oh no way! Of course, I looked at it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, huh? So I marched in there with the stuff, and I'm like, what is this? And uh, he's like, well, that looks like, you know, Kyle's paycheck stuff. And I was like, that's right. And I'm like, you're going to pay me $2,500 more a year or I quit right now. Mm, good for you. He just chuckled and he's like, all right. And he paid me the extra 2500 But um, the point I love was, that. I just never shied away from going toe to toe with a man. Mm-hmm. But I've always remained, retained my femininity. Like, I used to bring birthday cakes in for the employees that I baked. And they'd be like, happy birthday. I want you to have a happy birthday. And I'd hand them the cake. And they'd go to take it. And then I'd pull the cake back and be like, I'm a nice person, but don't mistake my niceness for weakness. Mm (laughs) So, you know, that you just got to set the boundaries. um, uh, As far as as diversity goes, you just set the boundaries and people respect them yes you know? but if you're all ooh, ooh, you know they just they can, yeah right over you and it doesn't matter if you're black white female male i mean people can sense when you're weak so just don't be weak
0: they sure can they sure can i love that and so 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 you so that book you wrote that book when you were starting out or when, when did you write i'm trying to figure of sequence so you, you created you had your child you created um um earth care and then the book came after that? When did, the, when, when did the book come in? Well, the book came in, my, my older brother got
1: sick and died of cancer. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. And uh, thank you. And I just kept doing things. Like I kept, I got my MBA. I ran a marathon. I started another business. I, it was like I was doing these things, but in the back of my mind, I mm-hmm. always had that book. You know like i said i always do what i say i'm gonna do like if i tell you i'm gonna do something it's done oh,
0: so how i refreshing. In my mind. huh i said how refreshing somebody who follows through with what they say they're gonna do
1: i know it drives me nuts sometimes mm-hmm. can, what are you gonna do right so just got to be accountable to yourself and right. so i said well you know joyce when are you gonna write that book because it's not you know, time is going by and obviously you're not guaranteed tomorrow. Yes. I wrote the book and then my dad was not happy with me because the first chapter is like my story. He's uh-huh. like, you made me sound like a gremlin. <laughs> and was like, no, I didn't. I said, but that's, you know, how you were when I was growing up. You were tough on us. You know, he's the guy who had us up on the roof in Georgia in July. And we're uh-huh. Irish. Our skin can't take that. Wow. And he had us painting the house, you know, at two o'clock on a July afternoon. I'm like, wow. you know, he just was a hard working man. And he's, he, a mm-hmm. he's awesome. I mean, I love my dad so much. He was like the best. And I nice. knew him, adored him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so he was kind of mad at me. And I said, well, dad, you know, it's really not about me. And it's not about you. It's about giving hope to other people. But right it's possible for them to accomplish whatever dream is in their heart. Mm -hmm. We all have different dreams, right? Yes. So the only reason that we have that dream is because God put it there for us. I think, you know, we came into this world and there are things that we want to accomplish during that time. And it wouldn't be in your mind if it wasn't possible for you. Exactly. I wanted to get across in the book.
0: Absolutely. I love that. I love that. And can you tell the listeners again, what's the name of it? Uh, Millionaire Moms, The
1: Art of Raising a Business and a Family at the Same Time. So you can get it on Amazon. Just go to, uh, you could type in Joyce Bone or Millionaire Moms, Joyce Bone, and it'll come up. If, Fantastic. If you the title. <laughs> I love that. I love
0: that. And where can people find you? Uh,
1: my website is joycebone.com. You can go there, sign up for emails, which I never send. So you're safe. I won't be you. No, but I'm working on um, you know, launching for January, uh, my sales school again, and uh, I plan to put out some really good information on, you know, through there, and also social media, on Facebook, it's just Joyce Phone, Twitter, same thing, LinkedIn, same thing, and then on Instagram, on Joyce underscore Bone.
0: Okay, and that's B-O-N-E for the listeners. Yeah,
1: like one bone, not many bones.
0: (laughs) And who is your audience for the uh, Anxiety-Free Selling School? Really, pretty much everybody, because let's face it, we all
1: sell. Um, It was funny, my neighbor was negotiating with her husband last night for another house project, right? Uh And I mean, it sounded like a business negotiation. It was hilarious. But um, really, anybody who, I call it eat, eats what they kill, meaning you get paid for what you do, like a real estate agent or um, services, franchisees, and, and, and business owners. Uh-huh. Uh, I work with a lot of creatives as well. Uh, so if any part of your, your business, your job involves selling, whether it's your ideas to your boss and you want to get more relaxed into that and be more successful at it then this is for you so
0: lovely i love that well it's been a great conversation i'm so
1: happy you came on today well me too thanks dion i appreciate it and uh, i'm wishing your listeners all the best and if they have any questions feel free to reach out direct to
0: joyce at joycebone.com and i'll be happy to help where i can sounds wonderful thank you so much you're such an inspiration i love what you're doing i love what you've done and um very inspiring. Thank you so much, Joyce. Thank you. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. And if you enjoyed this show, please go to my iTunes page and just make a comment. Feel free to reach out to me with any questions, comments, and also, again, reach out to Miss Joyce Bone. See you later.